Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Good evening, everybody, or good morning, wherever you are. Uh, trust you, you had a blessed day and a good weekend thus far. Um, yeah, in South Africa, we had Black Friday, so all the electricity supply was less 50% um, for two days, and we, we seem to be recovering. So please pray for us. Uh, I know that things get better. It's just chaos where electricity supply is concerned. But thank God that we're all well. Uh, thank God for His mercy and thank God for His presence in our lives. Thank Him for His provision and just the plan and the purpose that He has for each of us. I, I ministered this message two weeks ago, uh, as Pastor mentioned, and I think it was a word that has been building up in my heart uh, over the last few months, uh, just throughout throughout the year, actually, um, just being so involved and engaged in the life of our local fellowship and connecting with people on a different level. And, and this has been such a blessing to me. I think it's it's honestly been one of the, the most spiritually enriching years uh, that I've experienced uh, in a long time. Not, not that the other years were not blessed. I think there was just so much in terms of Holy Spirit pouring out uh, onto our fellowship and into individual hearts. Um, and shifting us, I think that was the key that that moved me towards ministering this message. And I've gained so much through our Sunday meetings and our times of prayer and, and the various other opportunities that we have to engage with one another. And, and one thing that became evident to me is that as the body of Christ, we really need one another. We, we are honestly so reliant and dependent on one another. Uh, to experience the fullness of God, because God uses people. He uses each one of us to transfer what he has in his kingdom uh, to us individually. And it will take people to unlock uh, the, the plan and the purpose of God for each of us. It, it takes people, it, it takes men and women of God to, to walk alongside of us, uh, to experience the richness and the fullness of what we call the body of Christ. And God has throughout this year answered prayer. He's made his presence known and he's moved us forward. And I believe upwards spiritually uh, through his grace. And being part of the body means that we can rely on one another to, to understand his written word more clearly. And we can also interpret what he is saying in this present time more accurately. There are two primary ways in which we receive the Word of God, and that's through what has been written and what He is saying in the season. And, and the two would, of course, always have to line up, but it, it takes that connectedness to the, the local body to receive that complete revelation of what He is doing in this season. We have, have such a, a gifted body, I believe, locally and internationally, but we will only draw from that rich well of gifts and resources if we become deliberate about the opportunities or to create opportunities to, to learn from one another, to share, to impart, to engage. And as I said, each of us are tremendously gifted 
according to the word of God. God has given us gifts and various resources and positioned us in such a way that we may be fit for his purpose. And so I want to speak from the title tonight called Empowered for Purpose. And so God gives us gifts and resources freely, but him giving it to us and us possessing it are two different concepts. How often do we read in scripture God saying, I've given you. He gives us gifts. He gives us people. He gives us work to do. He gives us examples. He gives us power. He gives us grace. He gives us courage and boldness. And so I, I briefly want to look at some scriptures just to remind us of some of the things that God has given us and promised us through his word. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 3 it says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. Note that he is given, but they are yet to possess. In 1 Peter 4 verse 10 it says, God has given each of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well, and here's the purpose, to serve one another. So that, that is what that gift is ultimately for. It's to serve one another and no other reason. In John chapter 13, verse 14 to 15, Jesus speaking, saying, And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. For I have given you an example to follow. So do as I have done to you. And so here we see even Jesus not only engaged in, in teaching his disciples, but offering a practical example of service, which is what he ultimately came for. And this is the reason why you and I exist. This is why we've been positioned. This is why we've been placed in the various locations, in the work that we do, the businesses that we run, the ministries that we oversee, is that we are there to be an example and nothing else. We are there to extend and establish the kingdom of God through practical service, through taking what God has given us, what is imparted to us by the power of his Holy Spirit to go and in the words of Jesus, do as I have done to you. There, there's no point in continuing to receive from Holy Spirit to have tremendous outpourings and wonderful encounters with God if, if if that is all we are after. He wants to see the example of being lived out on the earth. You see, so he's done all the giving, but we need to possess and make use of our gifts. And a question that often comes up, and, and as I've now discovered, this is for, for all ages and for all areas of life and for everybody on the journey, whether they've been new or whether they've been walking around with the Lord for some time, this question always comes up. What is my gift? What can I contribute to the body of Christ? What am I meant to be doing on this earth? Why am I here? And so that's what this message is really about. What is it that I can contribute? How do I begin to think about my purpose? For many of us, we are living that purpose right now. But there are moments when we surely think that we can extend and we can reach more and we can do more for the kingdom. 
or how do I involve others in what I'm doing? Or how do I get people to even begin to think about their purpose? So while this message is certainly not exhaustive and I won't look at every single thing that we need to cover in order to uncover that purpose, I'd like to, to use the moment tonight just to, to give us a space to think, to, to think about what, I've, what we've been blessed with, what God has done for us, where he's taken us out of, the many challenges that we faced, the people that we're connected to, the resources that we have, be it much or be it few, God has certainly given each of us something to do on this earth. And so you might think why this message, it certainly does sound like a simple message that we've possibly heard over and over. And I think maybe perhaps that's the very reason why is because we hear about this so often. There are many studies and books being written about it. But we, we continue to discover that the church at large, and, and here I'm referring to, to the wider body of Christ, is living life without making an impact on society or at best making a very minimal impact. And some problems that exist in our society today will not be solved until you and I, as members of the body, get involved. It's not that God is incapable of solving those problems, but he uses people who are submitted and he uses hearts that are yielded to him. The walls of Jericho only fell after people got involved. The multitude were fed when people positioned themselves. The giant fell because somebody was unhappy and got involved. And so what we need to stop asking is why does God allow this? And instead ask, why does the church allow it? Why does the church allow certain problems to go unsolved? Why does the church allow certain situations to, just to perpetuate itself? And generation after generation, we see curses that remain and I can tell you for sure that some curses in our cities will only break if we are present as the church to make a difference. Not just present in gathering, but present in serving, present in understanding our individual gifts, and present in understanding our corporate impact and acting on this. So the next question would then be, do you know what God says about you? Because purpose begins with understanding what he thinks about you. Once I begin to understand what God has equipped me with, once I know what he says about me, once I know how he feels about me, my heart is in a better position to understand that he actually wants to use me. Because what would be the purpose of him blessing us so tremendously and then saying, just live a quiet, peaceful life? Sure, the peace of God is a blessing, but the purpose of God is much more of a blessing to other people, especially the members out or the people outside of the body of Christ. It's important to know what God says about you. In 3 John and verse 4, it says, I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. And you should know tonight that it delights the heart of God when we accept and follow his word. And that includes accepting what he says about us. Because once we begin to think about the problems that need to be solved and the assignments that need to be tackled, the first thing we often do is, I'm not equipped. 
this is not for me this is bigger than me and that in itself is, is the point that is exactly why he's chosen you because you cannot do it on your own and this is why you need to understand your position in the body of christ and as i mentioned at the beginning to stay connected so that your gift may be unlocked and you can receive the support that you want so if i accept the truth of god's word I lock out every other illegitimate and unauthorized word. And it's time for us to, to know and understand what God is saying about us. There's too many illegitimate words being spoken over our lives. Enough of the lies and listening to other voices. Enough striving to formulate your own identity. You are not called to be a witness to yourself or to other people but you are called to be a witness of God our Father and His living Word in the form of His Son, Jesus Christ. So let His Word and His Word alone validate you. And that is the first step to uncovering your purpose, knowing what He says about you, knowing how He feels about you. And once I focus on that, every other voice will become silent. There's a few scriptures that I always run to, and, and these are some of my favorites in just thinking about what God says about me. And I'll just share three of them very briefly in Zephaniah 19 verse 16. Zephaniah 9 verse 16, sorry. It says, On the day the Lord their God will rescue his people, just as a shepherd rescues his sheep, they will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. And that verse, the language being used is just so beautiful because look at what God the Father thinks of his people. They will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. Deuteronomy 32 verse 9 and 10, it says, For the people of Israel belong to the Lord. Jacob is his special possession. He found them in a desert land, in an empty howling wasteland. He surrounded them and watched over them and guarded them as he would guard his own eyes. The older translations here would say something like, and he guarded them like the apple of his eye. And this is what God says about you tonight. When he looks at you, he says, I will guard you, I will watch you as the apple of my eye. As you were my very own eyes, the God Almighty says, I will watch over you. Zephaniah 3.17 for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And often we, we think we do well when we, we worship the Lord and we minister to him in song and we sing all these beautiful worship songs and, and praise the Lord through music. But you know, the Bible says that he looks at you with such delight that God of this universe, the God who gave us breath in our lungs, looks at us and he sings a song over us. He's joyful when he looks at you. His heart delights over you. It doesn't matter the circumstances that you find yourself in or where you come from or what you've done. This word in Zephaniah 3 says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And those are just some of the, the verses. There are, of course, several others 
that always come to my mind if I want to be reminded what the Lord God says about me. And this is his heart concerning us. So let us stop discounting ourselves for his purposes. You are too valuable and been through too much to leave this world untouched. There are troubled people and circumstances craving your presence. And you and I are too gifted to remain silent. Wherever we go, wherever we find ourselves, the, the problems and the concerns that we see in our society today, let us go there and leave evidence that the body of Christ was in fact in this place. Let us walk into those situations and make it known that we serve a living true God. Let us go into those situations and at minimum pray for those people, but use the opportunities also to maximize what is given us. And as you pour out, I'm sure you all know that God will fill up those resources again, that he will fill up the joy and he will guard us and he will protect us when we go into trying circumstances. But let us be sure to make it known that the body of Christ has been in this place. Church, let us not look to situations and become hopeless or be driven to despair. God has called us and equipped us to do something about everything on this earth. You by yourself don't have to do it all alone. The body of Christ has been called to do it, but you and I need to find our place and be certain that our fingerprints find itself on the troubles of this world. Again, you are too gifted to remain silent. The early church moved in power. The church of day of today seems to be waiting on God, but the early church kept pace with God. Let us be clear tonight that waiting on God is an active exercise and not an excuse to be passive or wait for something or someone else to make a move. Because this is often the excuse that we use. I'm waiting on the Lord to tell me the right thing to do. I'm waiting on God. And I don't want to, to discount that concept altogether tonight because the principle of waiting is powerful. But the principle of waiting doesn't mean that I become apathetic, that I turn my back, that I wait for someone else and that I sit on the fence. The concept of waiting on the Lord means as I wait, I receive strength. And I will only know that I receive strength if I put into action what God has blessed me with. You can't test strength by being passive. Look at what's on the inside of you. Romans 8.11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. So, so this verse in Romans is quite literally saying that the very Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the Spirit that woke Him up, that gave Him new life, that very same Spirit and the characteristics and the influence and the standard and the excellence and the power of that Spirit is alive on the inside of us tonight. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them, and nothing will injure you. The enemy doesn't want you and I to become his servants. The enemy doesn't care if we don't worship him. The enemy just wants you to be ignorant of the power that's available to you.
So if we are to evaluate our temptations tonight and the excuses that we always offer for not being active in the kingdom of God, you'll often see that those excuses and those temptations are only attempts to move us towards apathy and not to renounce our faith. The enemy just needs you to take a moment to, to understand or to not understand the power available to you. The enemy just needs you for a while to listen to those illegitimate voices and he will have you on his side. So let us understand tonight that God has blessed us with much and he is expecting much from us and rightly so. The assignments are not too big. The body of the Christ, the body of Christ is a powerful force that has not yet been reckoned with. The, the body of Christ needs to mobilize. The body of Christ needs to understand. But we first have to uncover what is on the inside of us. And then we will know that he's called us to make a difference. In this year, there's, there was amazing opportunities for my wife and I to to just be of service to the Lord. We, if, I'm not sure if you all know, but we are in the process of adopting a young boy. Uh, Joshua is living with us at the moment. And he, as a, as a baby, he was abandoned uh, on the streets of, of Cape Town. And he's basically been living in an institution for, for most of his life. Uh, in fact, since he was two years old. And ever since then, nobody has come for him. There's been no relatives, there's been no visits. Uh, we were the first people to actually show up and show an interest after we heard about him. And, and through the process, what we've come to uncover is that uh, what the city is actually in need of is something that uh, our government calls safety parents. And, and safety parents are, are basically there to, to help children in need for short periods of time. So if there's a child in crisis or in an abusive home, um, while the authorities sort out the situation, um, these children need, they need us, they, they need somebody to stay with, or the next best alternative is to place them in an institution. And it seems like once they, they are placed in these institutions, it's, it takes years and years for them to get out. It, it takes a while for, 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 for somebody to come along and say, we, we would like to have these children as part of our family. And so, that was an opportunity for us to step up. And I'll tell you this, that, that there's been so many calls to us. And, and at the time, we were just not ready to accommodate everybody. But almost every week, there's, there are calls that, that we receive um, for, for children who need immediate placement. They just need a family to be with. And I'm talking about children as young as four months old, abandoned at a bus stop. A 12-year-old boy stabbed by his own mother. A set of four siblings, two, four, 10, and 17 years old. The mother has gone on a drinking spree and has become violent, and so the, ch the children need help. And, and these were the opportunities that, that we've recognized and that we are preparing ourselves to step up to. And it's, it's such a difference in what we sense the Lord has called us to do uh, in our time of serving and ministering. And, and I'm not saying tonight that, that all of us have to step up and, and help the children in our city, but all of us have been called and have been equipped to serve somebody out of our comfort zone. 
all of us have been positioned in such a way that we can in fact put our fingerprints onto the circumstances and situations wherever we live or wherever we work. And as I said earlier, at minimum to pray into those situations if we are not able to do anything practical for them. So, so we, we also do ask for your prayers tonight. When Chantal and I were speaking earlier, she said, remember to ask people to pray for us. And uh, this is a huge undertaking. Uh, the Lord blessed us at the end of last year with our first home. Um, and, and we wanted something that's big enough to, to, to help us uh, stay active in, in the ministry and uh, accommodate the children and help families. And Chantal said to me tonight, remember to ask people for and even uh, to pray for us for even bigger hours because Chantal has the vision to have 10 children in our house at any given time. And uh, please, please do pray for us and for me especially. And there, there are many other things. Uh, I'm sharing this with you because it's our testimony. It's the testimony of God's goodness in our lives. Uh, Joshua has adapted. He is, he's part of our family. Um, in the beginning, they said to us that, that you'll probably take a few months before we actually latches onto you and before he even opens up and speaks to you. Uh, but that only lasted for two minutes before he started calling us mommy and daddy and started calling us um, or, or looking to us for support and seeing us as his family. He's fully integrated. He loves his grandparents. They spoil him to bits. And so we, we are so pleased and, and so honored that, that God has given us this privilege to make a difference in a young man's life. So what will we need to step into power and purpose? I'm going to share five brief things with you. Uh, and I, I won't be too much longer, then I will wrap up. So five things that will help you to, to step into power and purpose. Recognize, number one, recognize God's word as the ultimate authority in your life. Number two, study and understand what he says about you. Number three, feed the life of the spirit on the inside of you. Number four, stay connected and be involved in the body of Christ. And number five, submit yourself to being equipped. So these are just some thoughts that I believe the spirit has ministered to me over this year that I, I think will help you to, to uncover your purpose at a greater level or to help other people even to, to begin to think about what their purpose is in the kingdom. And so I bless you. I thank you for the opportunity tonight, Pastor. And I pray for you is that you will have a very good end to this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.